Okay, welcome everybody. This is The Cinnamon Roll. My name is Karima Kay, and I'm here with my lovely friend... Jessica Laurie. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Uh, I was so... This is probably the most excited I've been to talk to you about an episode yet, which is... It's saying something because, I mean, I know it's only episode three, and... All of the episodes have been really great so far. We were just talking about that, but this is by far the best, and I think a lot of you will agree with me. Yeah, I think the plot points uh, were more accelerated than what we thought they would be. Yeah. Certain things that happened sooner than we thought. Yes, and we're going to get into all of that. So um, so let's we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. So episode three, Sleeping Giants, um, very literal title, giants that are sleeping in space. Yeah. That would have been a more literal tile, title, giants that are sleeping in space. Jason Rockenberg should have used that. <laughs> Copyright, <laughs> the cinnamon roll, 2018, giant sleeping in space. Yes. Okay. Everything is literal. Okay. So Jessica, why don't you, why don't you start? What's the, yeah. what's the first kind of point that you want to go over? The first thing, first most exciting thing, I guess. Well, it, it isn't that exciting, but one thing that mm-hmm. was brought up in the beginning was the name of the ship, Allegis, right? Um, and I kept thinking, they kept saying Allegis, and, you know, they always have meaning in this show. And so I was like, well, what does Allegis mean? And so I looked it up, and apparently Allegis is the patron saint of metal workers and miners, which makes sense. Um, and so I also wanted to bring up, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but essentially the, um, the Allegis workers, all the prisoners and stuff, like... I don't know. What is up with their, like... Now that you say that, there were kind of a couple different, quote-unquote, Catholic themes that were kind of going on. So if Allegis being a patron saint, being one, a good chunk of the episode taking place in a church, and I didn't notice it Mm -hmm. the first time I watched it, but I watched it for a second time today, right before recording this, and you can kind of see in between... Clark and the lieutenant, I guess, when they're having their conversation, you can see the pulpit from the church, and there is Jesus on the cross. Yeah. You know, very the very Catholic kind of okay. way that you see the cross. And then um, he, him, the lieutenant, talking about how he used to be an altar boy when he lived in Saginaw. So, lots of Catholic things going on. I don't know what it means. Yeah. Probably... Mm-hmm. Not Catholicism not being a theme, but we, you know, we talk a lot yeah. about different themes and like different things, different and, threads that are going through. I'm not necessarily sure yeah. if this is a theme, but kind of a callback or, um, I don't know, something to be interested mm-hmm. in. Is the lieutenant going to be a Christ-like figure? Does that mean yeah. that Clark is a Christ-like figure? I don't know. There's lots of kind of different quote-unquote Christ-like figures in this show. So Well, they like to, like, we always bring up the Greek mythology, and then I guess the Catholicism they bring yes. in, they like all that. Yeah, they, that, they really um, do. The symbolism of it all. And so, yeah. So it's interesting to see how they'll use this mm. their beliefs as symbolism with the characters, like you said. Right. Something that I wanted to bring up was kind of opening the episode with what I call the shot heard round the world, or the shot heard round the valley, where Clark, 
is the and Jason Yeah. I bring up Jason a lot, but he brought it up to on Twitter where she fired the first shot. Like it is undeniable. Yeah. She fired the first shot unprovoked. Essentially unprovoked, you know? And so we're really seeing this Clark shoot first and ask questions later and just operating an assumption like it's me versus you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your agenda is, yeah. but get out. And Jason also mentioned that she had every intention of killing. He said there were yeah. 23 people on the ground. I didn't, you know, I wasn't counting, but he said there were 23 and she had every intention of killing all 23 of them. Mm-hmm. So definitely seeing this kind of dichotomy between mm-hmm. Maddie, who is kind of an innocent soul, who is like, maybe he's a good guy or does this guy need to suffer in this bear mm-hmm. trap or do we really need to kill this person? And Clark is like, there are no good guys and they're trying to take this home from us. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. You know, that's another point I wanted to bring up is, you know, at the beginning of the season when we were talking about theories and about the trailer and everything, we talked about how now Clark and Octavia and all of them were grounders now. And these people, these miners coming down were like them, like the hundred. So it was like that shift. And I really mm-hmm. saw a lot of parallels of that in this episode. Like some things that happened really made me think of season one. Like they were almost um, direct parallels. And I can't think of the exact um, scenes right now. I need to rewatch it. But I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, Clark, don't you remember... <laughs> Don't you remember season one when you were younger, uh, seven years ago, and you coming to the ground? But I guess she views them as kids, and and these miners are you know have guns and are seem to be soldiers. So I don't know if that's how she's viewing it. But um, I'm like I'm wondering if right. she'll have to remember what it was like right. to come to the yeah. ground for the first time. Like she'll have to be reminded. Okay, what is the lady's name? Mm-hmm. The Navy SEAL. They mentioned that she used to be a SEAL. I have no clue. <laughs> I should have looked it, it up. It starts with a D. Um, a responsible D. person that is trying to record a podcast should look up these names. But responsible I am not today, so I apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do remember I do remember the, um, the young guy's name, the good cop, uh, Shaw. I do remember his name. Because there was a lot of things with him I was, like, kind of picking apart. Um, did you notice there was, like, almost a throwaway line? It wasn't really a throwaway line, but um, where she's talking, the lieutenant or whatever mm-hmm. her name is, was trying to talk down the bad cop guy. <laughs> That's how I refer to them now. Bad cop, good cop, lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And yes. she said, none of us would be here without Shaw. Did you like, hear that line? And I'm like, what does that mean? So obviously he's annoying her, but she's keeping him around. Something I saw that was really interesting on Twitter the other night was somebody had mentioned that it's interesting watching, it's not just protagonists versus antagonists. Like, the antagonists aren't just antagonistic against the protagonist, but they are antagonistic to each other as well. They're not a unified group. Really, the only thing that's unifying them Mm. is kind of one leadership, you know, that there are some very clear leaders, but also just this kind of need to survive, I guess. And so they don't really Mm -hmm. get along with each other, uh, which is kind of new. Yeah. 
I, at the beginning of this season, I wasn't really that impressed with our antagonist. I just felt like they were kind of one note. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, I I right. feel like they're more interesting now. Like, I'm more interested in seeing more about them. Um, because of, like, I feel like there's more layers and we get to, we're getting to know them better. And I'm really excited about that. I definitely liked her a lot better this episode than I did the first episode we saw mm-hmm. her where yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's practically twirling her mustache, the her metaphorical villain mustache, the moment she got on the ground. This time, definitely a lot more nuanced. <laughs> or if not nuanced, just, like, stronger overall. I don't know. Or maybe it was just, like, the context of the episode. I'm not sure. But I, I enjoy them mm-hmm. all a lot more. What do you think about... I don't. I wouldn't really call it, like, a budding relationship. Like, I don't really think it's that kind of relationship. But kind of discovering that Shaw is kind of our good guy in this, that it's almost like a reverse Lincoln-Clark relationship. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Because it was like whenever Lincoln was tortured, that episode where he was captured by the Hundred. I definitely saw that parallel. I just think it's so interesting. It, It makes me think again, I wonder if the Hundred is finally like drawing to a close, at least the, mm. these character story arcs because of bringing back all these same themes um, and parallels. You saw that it was renewed, so we're getting it. We're at least getting one more season. Yeah, it was renewed. But you know what I think? I think what would be interesting, I wouldn't mind at least one more season with them. I think another one might be a bit much with them as the main characters, at least. Mm. You know what would be really interesting is to see a different part of this world and see if there are, like, other people in other parts of this world. Um... I think, and then if we ever wanted to bring back some of our original characters, then we can do that, unless they all die, so, (laughs) which I don't know if that's going to happen now, like, I was, I fully believed at the beginning, like, you know, they all could, but now, the writing? There's, like, such a limited number of people on Earth now, that, like, you almost can't kill everyone, or, like, you at least can't kill a significant number of them, Without yeah. ultimately dooming the human race. Like, mm-hmm. you can't... So, I don't know. they got to get, like, more it's people true. from somewhere. Yeah. Like, there's got to be more spaceships or more people in, like, other underground pockets. So, we're totally rabbit trailing. I was about to say. Yeah. Like, we're totally rabbit trailing right now. But I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, so yeah. <laughs> how are we going to move this forward? Like, I know that... You know, a lot of people die in this show, but if too many people die, then it's like, we might as well just kill everybody because, you know, we could just all go extinct. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like, that is the end of the show. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. There's only the Earth left. Only the ground. So, okay, let's talk about Space Crew. Yeah, I was about to mention them. I was going to say, now we sort of know a bit more behind the, um, the reason behind Murphy and Amori's fight. Like, we found out a mm-hmm. bit more about that. Um, not details, but essentially the big thing that was bothering them. So, like, he never did, like, Imori acclimated, but Murphy never wanted to. Like, he, she yeah. wanted to find a way to the ground, you, and she felt like know, he didn't weird do is anything that to help them. That's essentially what I got from it. Murphy was so gung-ho to get on the ground, because he and Monty had that whole argument about well, you want to stay in the ring. And he's like, why wouldn't you want to stay in the ring? He's like, because I... You get the sense that, like, Murphy's ready to be on the ground because he feels really out of place in space. 
And he's like, I was in yeah. my element being a survivor on the ground. And I'm totally, I've yeah. been out of my element for six years and I'm ready to get down there. So two weird things. One, the fact that he quote unquote didn't do anything mm-hmm. to help them get back on the ground. Somebody who is ready to be on the ground would do something to help get them there, right? I don't know. Um, Second weird thing, the fact that he chose to stay with Raven at the end and not go to the ground. And, like, saying that it was, like, a survivor's move, which is total BS, by the way. Which, that is interesting, because do you remember the first conversation Murphy and Bellamy had at the beginning of this season? Bellamy said, I think you liked being a hero. I think you liked helping. So Murphy staying behind with Raven is, like, a hero's move, you know, a sacrificial move. So I'm trying to figure out, you're right, like, his character keeps making strange comments He's and just, choices it's just so weird I, I don't know what they're doing with this character i really liked the way that he delivered that line at the <laughs> end after he realized that it was it wasn't a trap i was gonna be like it's a trap it's not uh, a yeah. trap. but when raven told him that she lied and he was looking out the window and he was like he was Mistake. like son of a i knew not she very was appropriate lying. but i yeah. i was like that's so good. Yeah. Just like the way, Son of a gun. Know, the way yeah. that he delivered it, his face and everything was really, really good. I was surprised. I, you said that you weren't surprised, but like I was, I guess I was just naive. I was totally shocked. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, Raven, what are you doing? And now I'm like, well, they're going to end up on the ground. I, it is such a Raven thing to do. That's such you know a Raven else? thing to it's do. It's also a very Jaha thing to do. Luckily, mm-hmm. I actually like Raven, so I hope that she gets on the <laughs> ground. They're, they've got to get on the ground at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't they going to... The thing was, they didn't want to bring the ship to the ground, because that ship... They could get to the ground on that ship, right? Wait. So, Raven, um, didn't she say that there was a way to bring that ship to the ground, but they didn't want to because of um, the prisoners on board? I don't know. I was kind of under the impression that, like... Wasn't there a way to bring that big ship to the ground, but... She wouldn't have thought she was going to die if they could bring that ship to the ground. Unless they bring, you know, one of the little ships back up. Or there's a missile on it, like there was in the Ark, and she rides in the missile to the ground, like Jaha did. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. One of the cryo-sleep chambers, you know, they they could just, like, rig that and just fly to the ground with that. But, I don't know. Okay, so this is like Murphy Raven is totally yeah. happening now, right? Like that's a it's gonna be a thing. Like, don't say like Well, like I was trying to decide. I'm not asking I, if you I, like I, it. I like I'm it. I love asking. the relationship either way. It's happening now, right? Like there's there's they're the <laughs> they're the only two people that are in that are awake in space I mean, right now. I think so, so. they're broken up. <laughs> They're broken. They're broken up, and they're not even like they're not even really like making goo goo eyes at each other. Like we're broken up, but I miss you. Mm-hmm. We're broken up, but I still love you. It's like we're done. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong about I that. Do, like maybe yeah. Murphy Raven will be I a don't thing, know and then they'll get to the ground. It'll be like a total reverse Raven Finn situation, mm-hmm. where like. You know what I'm talking about? They get to the ground and like Amori's oh, like, no. Oh my oh, gosh, I miss you so much, I forgive you. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And then Murphy's like, uh and Raven's like, mm, Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. I ship it. 
<laughs> I like Amori. Exactly. But I, just like I ship the Murphy Raven thing. Yeah. I think uh, mm-hmm. Mamori, as a lot of people call them, has kind of, like, outgrown themselves. They're different yeah. people now. Especially Amori. I feel like her character has evolved a lot um, since they reached space. They've done a really good job in just a couple episodes of us seeing her showing us that she's grown because she was kind of one note. I really liked her, but she was kind of, excuse me, one note for a while. Yeah. And so in the very few scenes of her that we've seen her, the fact that we can be like, oh, she's very clearly grown and has kind of different interests and has different kinds of skills and things now. So I think that's really cool that they were able to do that. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it was like as soon as he was stuck up Mm -hmm. there with her, I was like, well, this is officially happening. It's the CW. There's no way this is not going down right now you know and talking about two other characters like talking about raven's relationship with other characters i love the bellamy raven um like their bro tp Mm -hmm. (laughs) like their relationship like how that's kind of grown and cemented like they always had like a special friendship bond sort of thing but um i really like their conversation and then (laughs) like I noticed it whenever I watched the episode, but then I was reading through people's comments about it and the world's best dad mug, right? And so Bellamy (laughs) holding the mug and he is like the hundred dad, you know, everyone always calls him the dad. And so I was just like, oh, that's so perfect. I don't even know if the writers meant to do that. It was totally on purpose. I'm going to bring up the mug again in a little (laughs) bit, but I'm talking about Bellamy and Raven. That exchange between the two of them, where she's explaining the fact that they need to, that she has to stay behind, was so good. And especially the second time I watched it, like, yeah, literally wanted to cry. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, choking up when he, especially when he gets where he's talking about, you know, I left yeah. Clark behind to die, and I'm not oh, yeah. doing that again. And I was like, I wanted to give him a hug. He... Bob Morley. Bob Morley is a gem and a gift to humankind. All right. And so is Lindsay Morgan. They both (laughs) did such a good job this episode. Truth. But I really love that exchange. Um, Yeah. Let's back up a little bit more to Mm -hmm. where they're trying to make this decision about what to do Mm -hmm. with. Actually, can we back up just a little bit more? Um, I like it whenever they to whenever they discovered them. So, um, I really enjoyed the part. Did you notice whenever Murphy and Monty were kind of bickering, carrying the explosive uh, fuel or whatever, and Echo was in front of them, I really saw her grounder side come through because she's like, you know, a hunter, a tracker, a warrior, and she was like sensing something was off. And she like went ahead and um, and then she discovered like all the bodies and stuff. And I like the little um, yeah. comments she'll make that help us remember, oh yeah, she's not used to all of this technology. Yeah, she's like cryo. Like they mentioned cryo sleep and she was like, what is it's so- that? I love that she still has her sword. <laughs> like, what is that? I love that she just like carries it around yeah. and it's just like, it's you're like, in he's... space and you're carrying a sword. Yeah. <laughs> it's... And I feel like. When she spa- when she stabbed that guy, when she ran him through with her sword, I don't think he looked confused, but, like, if I were a space prisoner that had just woken up from oh, cryo sleep yeah. and some chick runs me through <laughs> with a sword, I would have been really confused by yeah. that. I would have been like, why is there a sword yeah. here right now? <laughs> 
That would be my last thought. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> Your last that's thought. That's not how he died. <laughs> Before you died. You know, Bellamy like, strangled him. Okay, on another, like, completely different rabbit trail. No. How many people has Bellamy strangled at this point? Is it just two? Yeah. He. That's like his... That's like his preferred murder oh method, because I know that I, he he strangled Lovejoy in season two. That's because <laughs> Echo helped him. Echo like helped like he held she held the guy's okay. arm, you know, and so like Bellamy could strangle him to death, and he strangled this guy oh, to yeah, death. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. has he strangled anybody else? Oh, I feel like this is a running theme. I don't know. If you know anybody else, Bellamy has strangled. I feel like I should know because I, I binged all four seasons <laughs> or whatever right before I saw this season. But if you know anybody else, Bellamy I has strangled. Need to binge them. Let me know because mm-hmm. I know I'm probably missing one. Anyway, so yeah, she runs him through with a sword. Uh, takes them forever to kill them. Yeah. So then they have to decide. Okay, what are we gonna do? Because clearly this is dangerous. And Echo made a really good point, you know. Mm -hmm. They woke him up because we tripped the alarm. If he doesn't, you know, contact them soon, they're going to wake up more. Bellamy brought up a point whenever he said, uh, he's like, we we can't go back to the ground and make the exact same mistakes again that we made before. Which is killing hundreds of people, which that struck a chord with me because I remember... He's faced that, well, multiple times, but specifically in season one, whenever he made the mistake and he threw that radio away, and which caused 300 people's lives. And then another time in, in season, season three, two, when, when he, he helped made Clark choice pull to the lever, a bunch of grounders. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, he really does not want to do that again. And so I think it makes total sense that compromise that they made, which was a smart one, mm-hmm. because, which we'll talk about later at the end of the episode, which was leverage. And so um, I'm interested to see, like, his thoughts, because Clark right now has no qualms about killing yes. a bunch of people, and Bellamy does not want to do that, which is a reverse again um, of season one, where Bellamy was See, I didn't even think about Clark that. was like, no, we can be better people, we can be good guys. And that's going to be such a fun... It's going to be an argument at some point, but it's going to be a really fun one to have, where th- she's going to be like, you don't understand what it was like, oh, yeah. and he's going to be like... They have the best Don't you arguments. remember <laughs> what we went through? And, you know, there's been six... Remember, you know, we talked about... Think about who you were six years ago mm-hmm. versus who you are now. Completely different person. So I think it could be easy to forget mm-hmm. that there is such a gap of time and that they've had all this time to kind of, you know, Bellamy kind of brooding over his mm-hmm. life. You know, the the last six months of his life leading up to when he had to go into space. And, yeah. And you know, this whole decision that he had to make to leave Clark behind and Clark essentially choosing to just survive and kind of yeah. brooding over it, but coming to a different conclusion where Bellamy's brooding over it and he's like, I never want to do anything like that ever again. And Clark yeah. brooding over it being like, I did what I had to do and you know what? I would do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bellamy's come to the conclusion that they mm-hmm. can be more yeah. and Clark's not sure that they're more than just animals. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be interesting and seeing how they probably will meet in the middle, Um, I'm thinking. So I also wrote down that they actually asked for Murphy's opinion. Like, no, I was like, 
Nobody has ever cared. I was like, has anybody oh, ever I didn't cared even what Murphy that. thought about oh, something yeah, before? Yeah. I feel like this is the first time that anybody has, like, legitimately asked Murphy, what do you think? think so. What's your counsel? And I think he was right. I think it's a risk. And I think he's, yeah. at, you know, if I'm going to be practical, uh-huh. like, the practical thing would be to kill them all. That would be the practical thing to do. And, like, honestly, like, I'm not saying that I would do mm-hmm. it, but I would do it. <laughs> um, you know, I think Murphy's kind of right. Like, if, if... It would be such a hard choice. I probably would have gone the Bellamy route. I'm not sure. I, n- I don't know. That situation would be a hard one. Right. I would probably try to keep him alive as long as possible, but in the last resort, like, if I had to... The fact that yeah. they compromised means that this compromise is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because they chose to be compassionate and not immediately murder yeah. them all, <laughs> they're just going to kick the can down the road and have to murder them all later. Yeah, I can see that. Especially with, like we said before, Jason says they're faced with a problem and eventually yeah. that problem will come and up. And right now, you know, uh, Raven and Murphy are basically stuck like, in a tomb with... Almost 300 inmates, just the two of them. That's a very scary thought. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so, this is gonna be so intense, yeah. you guys. <laughs> so that intense. It's gonna so be intense. so suspenseful. Oh, I wouldn't be able to sleep very well. <laughs> but um, oh, okay. So talking about that, when they asked Murphy's opinion, and then he was like, "Oh, what the heck? Um, let's be the good guys." Okay. So, obviously, we talked about this before, it's the theme of the season, bad guys, good guys, and I put a note here, I was like, let's keep tabs how many times they say the words bad guys and good guys this season. I'm very curious how many times this they sounds like say a drinking it. I need to rewatch. You could drink um, whatever you want. You could drink tea, like Jessica, you know, or you could drink something else like me. Um, you could yeah. totally do, you know, you binge take the season and just take a shot or a sip of <laughs> anything you want every time somebody says, good guy, bad guy, whatever. <laughs> It'll be fun. It's just going to make your viewing experience even more fun than it already is. Yes. <laughs> okay, so how about the fact yeah. <laughs> when they start listening in to the ground? And I was like... I was wondering if this was going to be the moment where they discover that it's Clark. And I'm really glad that it wasn't listening. And they're so intense. And, you know, it's still, it still feels intense because they think it's Octavia that they're talking about. Yeah. But it was, I was like sitting there like waiting. I, I was sitting there because they didn't No, they used, they used female pronouns. So they yeah, assumed that it was pretty and they assumed yeah. that it was Octavia, obviously. And he said like, she's really pretty too. And yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're both gorgeous. And all that stuff. So. Um, so I was just, like, sitting there, like, waiting for him or them to realize who it who it was. I was just kind of, like, biting my I was like, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Is this when they're going to realize that it's them? I don't know. It was really intense. I loved it. Um, and so then going mm-hmm. down to the ground. And also, I really it was loved... so tense, uh, yeah. Amori's kind of insecurity with flying mm-hmm. the fact that she's a grounder there's like no scenario there's no scenario other than this one where this ever would oh, yeah. have been a possibility for her like just the life that she lives so mm-hmm. it's just so cool that she's a grounder who yeah up scrounging around and she's now this really awesome rocket 
pilot mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know who flies rockets. <laughs> it's it was really cool. And then when they finally made it on the ground, and she was like, "I, we didn't she die." And fly. Bellamy's like, "We, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we did it." And like, it was just so genuine. I loved I loved the way that like he looked at her and said that, <laughs> and just like reassured her. It was so great. It was a light moment. Like I like how they're. Um, they're inserting more light moments, I feel yeah, like. it was just really sweet. It was really sweet. Like, you could just tell how much... You know, you think, like, being up in space for six years with the same people would get really, really old, and you would end up being really sick of each other, but you could just tell how much all of them just really genuinely mm-hmm. love and care about each other. Um, you know, because Amori and Bellamy, they never had any scenes or anything together. They didn't know... They didn't know each other from Adam, you know, before they were stuck in space. And now they have this bond. And, you know, Echo was a complete enemy and, like, really, only really knew Bellamy up until that point. And, you know, she's kind of a part of this family now. So it's just really cool. So I I like how they're kind of their own unit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're going to get to talk about the best part of the episode, which is the reunion. Um, so we were not expecting this to happen this episode, right? I was, my money was on episode five. Like if I had to pick, yeah, if I had to pick, it would have been episode five. Thankfully, the 100 writers were much, much kinder to us. And we didn't get like actual like, interaction but this whole sequence was so much better than I ever could have imagined regardless so going back so they land on the ground Mm -hmm. they have the really sweet moment they get out you know echo very practical echo is like we need to get in the trees we need to hide we just fell from space who knows like everybody knows that we're here so we need to hide and so they don't go yeah, they don't go five steps before yeah. they get found. And it's a hold up. Oh, and then the fact that, like, Clark doesn't... Clark basically yeah. got caught in a lie, <laughs> even though she wasn't lying. As soon as they... As soon as the radio was like, there's... What? There's five of them. She was like... The look on her face was yeah. like, what? She's like, oh my god, oh my crap. They're going to think that she's a liar. They're going to think that, like... She's totally yeah. trying to, like, pull one over on them. This is not good. She was so confused. Yeah. I think she was in shock, too. It had been six years since she had seen any of her friends or people, and she's like, who in the world You know, like, be? she's just like, I have no, I don't even know. And I was just like, crap, 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 crap. They think that she's lying. Crap, crap. They think that she's yeah. lying. So they're about to get shot at, and then, mm-hmm. poof, like, out of nowhere... Guy yeah. gets gored to death yeah. by a spear. And then the other guy gets shot at twice. Mm-hmm. No remorse. She's a very quick <laughs> learner when it comes to murder. Yeah. She was so tiny. Um, just seeing her, it almost looked like a child with a toy, which is really sad to think about. <laughs> but um, And then Bellamy's face. And it was like, like oh my god. She's like, Clark yeah. knew you would come. Not Clark knew you all would oh. come. <laughs> Clark said, like, you, Bellamy, my dad, would come. Yes. Well, she talked to Bellamy every day on the radio, and Maddie, you know, knew that. Oh, my God. Probably. Just, like, 
And so, um, and then Bellamy, like, immediately when he hears, like, Clark's alive, like... <laughs> I've, I've already said it already, but Bob Morley is a gift to this world. He is a gift from God to this world. <laughs> and just a true cinnamon roll who is too good and too pure for this world. And you just want to <laughs> hold it and squeeze it and just, like, say that it's going to be okay. But also watch it cry because it's so beautiful to watch. Like... You could tell, like, watching watching it, like, you tell, like, these, like, little tears, like, welling up a little bit. Just, like, his, you know how your eyes get a little extra shiny? Like, you're not, like, tearing up yet, but your eyes just get a little, that little sheen yeah. that's, like, I'm about to cry. That's, I was, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, my heart is getting the literally ripped out yeah. of my chest by your shiny yeah. eyes right now. <laughs> so good. And he's, like, and his, like... The way that he was standing, he was, like, he could not, he was just, like, frozen. Like, he had, like, his arms up because he was, like, you know, he was, like, whoa. And I he need... was just, like, frozen. Like, he could not move, like, the moment that he heard Clark's name. I need someone to do a really adorable, like, fan art with Bellamy with his shiny eyes, like, just for you. So she's, like, yeah. he's, like, how is that even possible? She's, like, I'll tell you on the way. And she, like, takes yeah. his hand, mm-hmm. and they run into the forest yep. together. She grabs it. Her dad, she trusts him right away, because these are the heroes from her the stories that she grew up with. And, yeah, I, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I have under the Clarks Alive in my notes, like, all the screaming, because I was home alone whenever that I watched it, and I was, like, Oh my gosh. I was just freaking out because um, I was not expecting it that soon. And then I was like, are we going to get a reunion? Is he going to see her? And then and we see. She's just like, please, like, I didn't know. I didn't know. And she's just like begging because it's so painful. And she just doesn't know what's going Ugh. on. She just has no clue what's going on. And then I wasn't expecting this either, that the rover comes up. And then the look on her, the look of realization, mm-hmm. not that it's Bellamy, but just like, oh my God, Maddie, what are you doing? You know, and she's, like, on the ground, and she yeah. looks up, and, like, everybody is, like, flooded in the lights, and yeah. she says, Maddie, no, and then it cuts immediately to Bellamy, and he says, Maddie, no, mm-hmm. immediately after that. So, like, she says, mm-hmm. Maddie, no, and then it cuts to them in the rover, and, like, Maddie's oh, trying to I get out of the rover, see that, and like, Maddie, no, and it's... It's just the best thing. It's just the best thing ever. They're so simpatico so, as parents. He says that, it's and insane. then he gets out of the river, and it's like he's like slowly walking up, but like it's so bright outside that like you can't see his face. You don't know who it is. You just know it's like this tall weird dude that's like just got out of the rover. Like who the heck is this? Yes, and there's like the like imagine being Clark and like you've been trying. You hear his voice, and maybe not even trying. Like yeah. maybe after six years. She's just doing it out of habit and, like, comfort, you know, radioing him every day, but, like, never hearing his voice back. And, like, you haven't heard his voice mm-hmm. in six years. And then he comes out. Yeah. And I don't even remember what he says, but mm-hmm. it, it sounded darn sexy. And yeah. so, like, I don't even know what, I don't yeah. even know where I'm at right now. But, like, so he, <laughs> so he comes out and he's, like, basically... Yeah. You need to stop. Like, yeah, he, yeah. You have your people were holding yeah. hostage. And just kind of like, 
Yeah. The look of realization on her face and, like, the look of determination on his face. And then, okay, I said I was going to bring up the mug again. It's proof. Um, You know what? I won't bring it up right now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got the mug. Basically, it's proof, right? Like, I'm not just saying this because I know that there's Mm -hmm. people up there, but, like, I have been there and I have seen them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just, like, the look of realization on her face and then, like how, like, determined mm-hmm. that he is. No. Um, when Clark realizes, like... You're talking about Diosa's? It, and it's, I don't know, it's almost kind of, like... Diosa's face? It's realization and then, like, almost, like, disbelief, like... That it's him. Are you... I don't know. It's just, like, it was just, like, so many things at once. And then just almost, like, this... I'm, I don't yeah. know. It was... And, yeah, and then, like, Diosa, too, like, realizing, like... How is this even possible? Who else? Like, who could have boarded this ship? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did they not notice there was a ring in the sky? Yeah. Did they not see it? I, I think there was a lot of things um, orbiting the Earth. Like, a lot of different satellites okay. and other things. And the ring was empty. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm okay. sure if they knew anything, like, there should have been something inside of it. So, and it didn't have any lights. So they probably thought it was dead. Like, there was nothing there. Um, but yeah, the moment when Clark realized Mm -hmm. it's him, and I was reading, like, again, other people's comments, and they're like, yeah, I had to up the brightness on my computer and rewatch it frame by frame, and he, like, pretty much was talking directly to Clark almost the whole time. Like, they didn't, like, contact. He's like, oh my gosh, she's alive. Can you imagine? Your best friend. It was, and so, greatest moment of the episode, but also, like, the greatest line of the episode, where... She said, where Dioza says, so 283 people for one girl, Mm. you know, she must be pretty important to you. And he goes, she is. And then we all collectively died. We all fell over and died (laughs) at once. I don't, if you (laughs) ship Belark or not, if it's platonic (laughs) or not, we all fell over and just died because that was beautiful. So beautiful. It was worth, you know what? I'm going to say it. That's probably better than yeah. all of the Balark hugs. It was. All of the Balark hugs oh. combined. Yeah. It's such an emotional. Yes. I don't know. Yes. It's like, like you keep mentioning you're very satisfied with the seasons, like emotional satisfaction, like in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I'm just going to go in, like, a shipper's little rant. Mm-hmm. So if you don't ship yeah. Bullark, you could totally skip this or you could ignore me. That's totally fine. But going back okay. to the mug. So, like, we're basically saying, right, that, like, Clark is the mom. We've already made it very clear that she's the mom and she's very <laughs> maternal. But then, like, Bellamy <laughs> is holding a best dad in the universe right? mug. And he's sitting next to Maddie in the rover. <laughs> are we not trying to say that they are co-parenting now? <laughs> and, like, you were not seriously going to make them uh, co-parent and not make them endgame by the end of the series. Uh, they're totally. I'm just, like, I'm going to... Th- I go back and forth all the time about whether or not <laughs> they should be... Yeah. Maybe like by the end of this season. Because I think I would be happy, just as happy with either one. I feel like I'm in a place where, like, I would be happy with either one. But, like, the fact that mm-hmm. 
they're like parenting now and you know like in a very loose Same. sense of the word because there's definitely going to be conflict in this family between Clark and Bellamy Maddie's probably going to get stuck in the middle yeah especially when Octavia comes in the picture she's definitely going to get stuck in the mm-hmm. middle um yeah yeah so yeah. Th- but I'm like Aunt Octavia why yeah, do you do the this? cool aunt like don't you're not like I just feel like they would not be doing this if this was not going to be an intentional yeah thing you know what I'm saying yeah because they are very they're very intentional like if you mm-hmm. look back at all the writing and all the plot points they're they very like some people are surprised by yes. some things that have happened in the series but you know we've talked about it and if we could predict that Echo and Bellamy would have been a thing at some point. Um, about what they how do. How the heck are we supposed to interpret Bellamy and Clark? Like, if Bellamy and Echo have been, like, eyeing each mm-hmm. other, kind of, for three seasons, even though they barely had any scenes together. <laughs> we've had four plus seasons of these two characters now. And, like, yeah. you're seriously going to say that nothing's going to happen. I don't know. Um, Jason said that they had mm-hmm. two options for the mug. So the dad mug was definitely intentional. So yeah. the mug that they actually used was his second choice. He said that they didn't end up going with his first choice because yeah. it was too silly. And okay. he was like, it would have given Bellamy like a nickname for the rest of the series. But now that he's revealed uh-huh. what the first mug actually says, we're all definitely going to be calling him this anyway. So the first, the, so the, the mug that they use says <laughs> best dad in the universe. The original mug that they were going to use said captain it? daddy. <laughs> it's so. Oh my <laughs> yes. One head. And okay. Captain yeah. Daddy. Of course that's his name. Like, we have um, the commander of death. We are all calling him Captain that Daddy. from now on. <laughs> it's the law. Except by me. Oh, that's I so perfect. So. Yes. I don't know. I mean. It is. Grounder law. This episode was so satisfying. <laughs> and we've said that a million uh, times. It's so It was so satisfying. That's. Yes. It's getting better and better. So, I'm kind of curious about if the forward movement of the plot is going to feel if we're going to be satisfied next week like we have in the last three episodes or if we're going to feel cheated by cutting back down to the bunker again because it looks like we're only going to be in the bunker next week i i don't think we're gonna find out what happens on the ground until after i think maybe maybe they'll get out of the bunker by Mm -hmm. the end of the episode i think maybe we'll see there may be um Maybe at the rate we're going, you never know. Or I would give it maybe a couple more episodes, but they they have to at some point. All of the promo clips. Okay. Or the promo clip from the end, you know, of Tuesday's episode, was just bunker, and so I think that the only way. So that's why I'm assuming that. Which I mean, they may pull like a like the pilot episode on us and have like mostly bunker and then like one scene at the end. That's something else, but um, I'm wondering from the promo. I need to rewatch the promo again if they're gonna back up yet again and show something, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to Kane getting into the arena. Um, 
because there was a conversation with him and Octavia, right? Like, saying, like, he doesn't want to do it like this anymore. And she's pretty much, like, tough. <laughs> this is the way things are. And um, and then, obviously, he, like, ends up in the gladiator ring. Um, so I'm wondering if they're trying to bring the timelines to match up um, to the present. Sense. Yeah, so basically I'm wondering if we're going to be just as satisfied being in the bunker as we have been the last three yeah. episodes. Or if... It's going to make people feel cheated. Not really cheated, but just, like, frustrated because there's been so much movement. At least in this one episode, there's so much movement. I would lean more towards, like, it's probably going to be awesome regardless. Um, But that's one thing. Kind of how long are we going to be cutting back and forth? And how long can you keep cutting back and forth? I agree. To, like, these exclusive, like, above-ground, below-ground stories before Mm -hmm. it starts to feel annoying. I don't think they're going to keep doing it for long. Yeah. I mean, at some point, at some point we got to get, at some point, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to come together, but I'm just wondering how long it's going to take. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll of course have flashbacks, um, as well. So that'll help with filling in gaps and we'll still get some bunker stuff, but then we'll also have the present day where they're out of the bunker, um, and trying to acclimate to this new world. And so it'll be interesting to see all three groups that we've seen. We've, we now have Space Crew down with Clark and the, um, the Allegis crew. So all of them are together now. All we need is the Bunker um, crew to come in. Yeah. It's going to be great. Oh, my gosh. And some of them are going to be really tough. <laughs> I'm guessing the Blake siblings will probably be a bit of a rough one. Bellamy being almost more compassionate and mm-hmm. Octavia being a lot less compassionate. So at least from what I can tell. So, all right. I think that's about yeah. all the time that we have today. Yeah. So we less. so much enjoy talking about this. Jessica, so, I love talking about the hundred with you. It's so much fun. Um, we'd love to talk to anybody else about the hundred too. So if you have any questions or anything that you want us to talk about or bring up maybe the next time that we chat, definitely let us know. Um, Jessica, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us on social media? All right. Well, you can find both of us on Twitter. Um, at Karima, you can find at Never Come Monday. And you can find me, Jessica, at J Laurie Writes. So J L A U R I E W R I T E S. And so definitely, like, ask us questions, like, fangirl with us, or if you have your own opinions. Well, okay, so if you really like this podcast, leave us a comment, give us a like, share us. Um, I think we should be on iTunes as well. I'm still definitely working on it. Um, But yeah, so share this with your friends. Thanks for listening. This has been The Cinnamon Roll. Bye, everybody.